This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is a must win for the Jets. They have to win this game. It's more of a must win than Buffalo was. You have to be two and four to buy. Now, you might make the argument that this is the most winnable game that you have to buy. I think it is. It's the most winnable game, and it's against an opponent that you have not beaten. You need this game. It's plain and simple. You got to have this game. I will say this. The Jet defense... If you want to ever be able to talk again, you got to stop. You got to hold them to 10 points or less. Yep. If you give up more than 10 points in this game, I never want to hear about how great the Jet defense is again. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Hour number three on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, do we have to copyright our opinions? I don't know. Is Grady going to be at that tailgate on Sunday? I have to have a com- I'll have to introduce myself first. He has no idea who I am. Yeah. <laughs> but he's taking my thing. That's my thing. Stealing my move. He's like George Costanz. Stop short. That's my move. Yeah. I, I was I, saying last week, when you, you get did? out there, you give him applause. You, you shower him with love. Yep. That's what you said. I was Even here. if it goes wrong, you got to sh- hit. This is the last boat out of town. That's right. I heard I heard you say it. I was sitting right here. Wow. I got a longer drive than Mike Greenberg. It takes me longer to get to work than him. Unbelievable. 1-800-919-3776. See, Gordon, great minds think alike. That's yeah. all I got to say. Also, on X, at Hardest the ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM. Hey, Gordon, let's talk about some backup quarterbacks. All right, let's run through them. Uh, Our colleague, Jordan Reed, NFL draft analyst, put together the top backup quarterbacks that are available. Well, I don't know if they're available, but these are the best They could be available at some point. Yes, they could be. They're not available at this moment, but they could be. Because one of them I saw in the game just last night. He was Andy Dalton. He's the number one backup quarterback, Gordon, of Carolina. His most recent start was week 17 last season. Uh, He finished with the sixth highest passing yards per attempt in 2022 at 7.6. And, of course, you know in his prime, the Red Rifle was known to routinely get Cincinnati into the playoffs. Five appearances in eight years. Matter of fact, he owns the Bengals franchise record for career touchdown passes with 204. So uh, he could be available especially with Bryce Young now at the helm. Obviously, a 13-year veteran as an established security blanket makes him arguably the best backup quarterback situation in the league in Carolina. Yeah, I don't know whether or not he's going to be available, though. I don't either. Number two, a person that you mentioned, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Of the Washington Commanders. Mm Mm-hmm. 62.0 total QBR was the eighth highest among all QBs last season. And this is now his fifth team in eight seasons. Carved out a reputation as a high-end backup QB. Managed to throw for over 2,600 yards and 12 touchdowns to six picks in 11 starts for Cleveland during the Deshaun Watson suspension last season. Showed that he could keep an NFL offense on schedule with quick decision-making. Probably the loss to the Jets might have been his worst performance last year. And that was lucky. <laughs> it might have been. Might have been. 
So he's yeah, very he, good. He's you a game that. that when you think of a quality backup who could come in and win you some games and, and, and get the job done to a certain level, he's not going to be flashy. He's not going to be spectacular. Jacoby Brissett is the first name you kind of think of right now. Okay, number three, Gordon. Taylor Heineke? Atlanta? Yeah. Completed 38.1% of his throws into tight windows in 2022. Sixth best in the league for NFL next-gen stats. Undrafted free agent signing of the Vikings in 2015, which continued to play the game with an underdog mentality. Showed promise in the three seasons with the Commanders at 25 starts. Undersized, 6'1", 210 pounds, borderline average physical traits, fearless playing style, and an orthodox playmaker who isn't, afra- isn't afraid to take risks when forced into action. Unfortunately, yeah, so I don't like him taking risks. Yeah, now, he, he has some wheels that I don't know if the other guys have. Right. And behind the Jets' offensive line, that could be somewhat A necessity. Helpful. Yes. <laughs> A necessity. Yes. Uh Less uh, in 2021, Gordon, and he had he was seven and eight in 2021, five three and one last season. Threw for 5,278 passing yards, 32 touchdowns, and 21 picks while completing 64 percent of his throws those two years. Okay. I mean, the Jets would take that right now. Yeah, they, they would jump at that. Jump at that. Yeah, I don't know that he has the safest floor though. I I agree. He could have a little bit of a blow up factor too. So I don't yeah. know if that's the best the best option. Number four, and I think he's number four because of where he is, Gordon. He is Sam Darnold of the San Francisco 49ers. Could you imagine if they brought him back? (laughs) Oh, my God. They might have to get rid of everybody just based on that. You're you're bringing him back? We're back at this thing again? We're going back to the people we've already tried and have failed? Listen, Gordon, to be honest, if it was mentioned, if he was mentioned, it's a fireball event. (laughs) And and. (laughs) Could you imagine telling Sam Darnold, hey, you got traded back to the Jet? No, I don't know. I'm no, not going. No, no. I'm, no, going. no. I'm, I'm retiring. Call the league. <laughs> Call the Players Association. Right. Uh, number Derek five. Derek Bell, the outfielder for the Pirates, once had an operation shutdown, and uh-huh. uh, that was the last he ever played in Major League Baseball. Sam yep. Darnold might institute operation shutdown if you told him he was getting traded back to the Jets. You couldn't blame him. You couldn't no, blame him. not at all. Couldn't blame him. You mean back to the uh, – no, no, that's all right. Just Number in time five. for the Patriots. Exactly. Jameis Winston of the New Orleans Saints. His 10.1 air yards per pass attempt ranks number one in the NFL since he was drafted in 2015. He has started 10 games for the Saints since signing up to back up Drew Brees in 2020. Plays with a gunslinger mentality. Isn't afraid to test slight <laughs> windows. And became the first quarterback in NFL history to record 30 touchdown passes and 30 picks in the single season in 2019, which is why he is a backup. <laughs> he's the most talented of the guys. No question so far. No question. No, now, he, he's a gunslinger. Sometimes he ends up shooting himself in the foot, though. That's the yeah, problem. Sometimes the gun the goes off in the holster. So. Absolutely. Another guy that was mentioned, Gordon, Gardner Minshew for the Indianapolis Colts. 7.7 yards per drop back, ranked second among QBs with at least two starts in 2022. Listen, he's already the starter because of Anthony Richardson, who exited with the concussion. So, and he threw 171 yards in the touchdown. Remember, he made 20 starts from 2019 to 2020 with the Jags, threw for 5,530 passing yards, 37 touchdown passes, and 11 picks. Uh, not bad, but he's not leaving Indianapolis. That's for sure. 
Yeah, I wouldn't think so. He's he would be if, if I could just pick a guy, that would be the guy I would pick. But uh, yeah, it's not. You can't. It doesn't work that way. You don't get to just pick whoever you want. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't. You don't. Uh, rounding out the top ten, Tyler Huntley of the Baltimore Ravens at number seven. Cooper Rush for the Dallas Cowboys at number eight. A quarterback that you're familiar with, and the Jets are as well, Teddy Bridgewater, who's in Detroit at number nine. And Gordon, number 10, Tyrod Taylor for the The New York Giants. I don't know if the Giants are helping out the Jets. Now, Really, what this is a list of is all the guys that Joe Douglas should have got in the offseason, Larry. Exactly. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. You know, Bruce from Flushing called in, Gordon, and uh, on Sunday and asked if I thought the Giants would help out the Jets. They they get uh, a, another running back in exchange for Tyrod Taylor and the draft choice. I, I believe that's what it was. If memory serves me correct, but I just I just don't see the Giants. It's not crazy. The Jets out. It's not crazy. No, I, don't I don't think. Yeah, I don't out. think that they would help them out. Uh, also, rookies to watch: Aiden O'Connell of the Raiders, Dorian Thompson Robinson of Cleveland, Clayton Tune of Arizona, and. Um, he also has here, Gordon, the most concerning backup situations in the NFL. Ready? Mm-hmm. Jake Browning of Cincinnati. Sean Clifford of Green Bay. Nathan Peterman of Chicago. He, I remember him being really bad. Yo, the last <laughs> thing Jet fans need right now is a Nathan Peterman signing. That is, let's not, let's not do that. They've suffered enough. Did you mention Davis Mills? Is he on that list? Davis Mills? He is not on the list. He's not on the list. Uh -uh. Nope. Uh, To round out the uh, concern list, Brett Rippian. Brett Rippian at uh, at the Rams. I mean, like, look at look at what we're look at what we've what what we're resigned to be doing here, Larry. Week two of the season. Yep. Unbelievable. Hey, Gordon. It beats looking at the draft, though. Oh well, look. That's right down the pot. Sunday loss. NFL Tankathon, New York Jets. Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Do you take a lineman? Do you take the quarterback? 1 800 919 ESPN. Yeah, you're right. Do you take the left tackle? Do you take the quarterback? (laughs) What do you do if you're Joe Douglas? (laughs) And who gets to choose? Who's Joe Douglas getting as the coach? 1 800 919 ESPN. Oh, week three, Larry. That's right. Week number three. Unbelievable. When we return, we'll take more of your phone calls on 9870 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Liberty tried to make it a little entertaining for the faithful over at Barclays tonight. Mm -hmm. But they close out the Mystics in overtime. So they are moving on to the semis. They await the Connecticut-Minnesota series winner in the WNBA Finals that begin on September 24th, but the Liberty with a two-game sweep. So the folks in the Barclays on their way home, smiling. See more playoff wins than the, the Nets saw during their run there a couple of years ago. <laughs> it's in the Knicks, too. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you. You know, I'm I'm really curious. Let me get back to the calls in a second. I'm really curious because that's you know that's the WNBA WNBA's version of a you know a super team. 
just Liberty's team. I mean, they've 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 played just unbelievable. A lot now, of who are they facing in the finals? Uh, well, they got to get to the semis first. And oh, they semis. Face, okay. Yes, this is the okay. opening round. So they okay. will meet the um, they will meet the Connecticut Minnesota winner winner okay. in the semis. Gotcha. So you know, we'll keep an eye out on them and see what they're doing because they are you know. We like winners in this town. We need some championships. Well, we need somebody. We need right? some championships. I mean, it's not like this. They're right at the head of the line right oh, now. Oh, please. They're, they're rolling. We need some championships because, you know, oh, man. They're way past the line. They're, they're past the finish line waiting for everybody else to, yeah, to, exactly. to, to get out of the starting blocks. Yeah. They're like, is anybody heading this way? <laughs> it doesn't seem that way. I don't see anybody. Gord, they see nothing but tumbleweeds rolling down the street. Tumbleweeds <laughs> blowing, through the, 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 blowing through the town, man. Woof. It's bad. Back to the phones we go. Jacques is in Rockland. Jacques, you're next on 98.7. Hello, Jacques. Jacques? Speaking of tumbleweeds. All right, Jacques, bye. L is in Lodi. L, you're next on 98.7. Yo, yo, what's going on, fellas? Hey, L. Listen, you guys have me cracking up, man, with the with the whole rundown of of available quarterbacks. The the thought of available quarterbacks at the moment. Oh. I would pay well first of all, shout out to Raider Nation always. One love. But I would pay the admission to hear Buddha call in if the Jets if the Jets signed Sam Darnold to replace Zach Wilson, I could I, I couldn't wait to hear Buddha call in and just and hear his take. I, that that had me crack it up man. I that was that 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 was funny, but you know, with, with that topic, okay, listen, I think Jacoby Brissett would be perfect, um, but hey, it is what it is. But the one point that I wanted to kind of bring up from an earlier segment that you guys were talking about, with regards to how Bill how Bill Belichick kind of looks at opposing teams individually um, and and opposing quarterbacks that are coming in individually, and we know that, right? But I think that if the Jets don't succeed. Uh, in this game, I, I'm going to put it more in an indictment of Salah and of Hackett. You know, I thought Hackett was a lot had a, a lot bigger tenure in, in Green Bay with Rodgers than what he actually did. A buddy of mine was telling me he was like, no, he was the OC in Green Bay for only like four or five years. So I'm like, oh, really? I was like, wow, I, I, I didn't know that. Now, granted, Rodgers had two MVPs during that tenure, but Rodgers was already established. He was like, yo, listen, we're boys, we're cool. I'll take whatever offense it is. That's not the case with Zach Wilson, and that's not the case in majority with other teams. Like, So the sad part about it is that, you know, they didn't run the ball last week, and Salah didn't do anything about it. You know, so you need to adjust to the, to the team that you have to get the most out of them, and that's one of the things that the Raiders are suffering with because McDaniels does the same thing. It's my system or the highway. So... If the Jets go out there, and I hope that's not the case because I'll root for them as long as they lose to the Raiders when they play. If Hackett doesn't change to maximize the running game and the talent that they have, it's on Hackett, and more importantly, it's on Salah for not telling him, hey, you got to do this. So just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. You guys are always awesome. Holly, Stacey. All right, Al. Thanks for the phone call. You're right. And I think what's even more of an indictment, Gordon, is the fact that Salah didn't say anything or 
I don't know whether you didn't listen or didn't say anything or whatever to Ulbrich about making some adjustments on the defensive side, which is really his side um, last week against Dallas. So it's really an indictment on both. I mean, you know, the stories about Parcells. No, 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 no. Run the ball. <laughs> no, uh, 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 run the ball. That's what we're doing. We're running the ball here. Uh, you know, once again, and, and I always use this, Gordon, is Rex always used to talk about I didn't like the head coach standing over my shoulders trying to get me to do things uh, in the in the room during the week and stuff. And so because I didn't like it, I don't really want to do that to my coordinators either because I know how it feels. And I understood that and I respected that. But see, once you're the head coach, if you don't do that, you're going to be the one that's going out the door along with your coordinators. So, you know, you got to be able to make a statement. Yeah, I, I agree with them, but to a point. Right. Like it's, it's to a point and you're right. You don't want to be breathing down. the. You don't want to feel like you're micromanaging the guy. You want to you hire good people and you allow them to, to do what they do best. But to a point when when the running back who is electric every time he gets the hands on the ball, he rushes the ball four times in the game. You, you can't get any offense going and he gets the ball four times. Unacceptable. You have to you have to step in. And I know it's only week three. We tend to overblow these things, but. It's kind of crisis time now. It is. If, if you're going to do it, do it now, because if you don't do it now, it might not matter later. It won't matter later. You'll be doing it at home. <laughs> right. You'll be, you'll be playing the home version. Right? <laughs> you'll be seeing some kid playing mad and say, no, no, no. What you want to do here is. That's right. No, son. That's not what you do. Put the... No, no. Run the ball. But dad. You didn't run the ball when you were the head yeah. coach. <laughs> Where'd you learn to do such a thing like that? I learned it from watching you, Dad. <laughs> Matt's in Jersey. What's up, Matt? Hey, how you guys doing? Thanks for take thanks for taking my call. Uh, I just got a couple points. One about the offense. One about the defense, if I can. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the defense, I don't know what Sal is thinking. Why isn't you know Sauce on an island by himself? Um, he should be covering and traveling with the best receiver every week. You know, DJ Reed, he's a great cornerback, but, you know, he's not sauce. And it seems like Salah's trying to turn him into Richard Sherman 2.0 where he only stays on one side when he's so much better than that. And my second point with the offense, I really think you're going to see the inability of Hackett with Rodgers down now because Rodgers is essentially his own offensive coordinator just like Peyton Manning was, just like Phillip Rivers was, just like Ben Roethlisberger was. When those guys had offensive coordinators and, you know, those guys were gone, the offensive coordinators went out on their own to be either be head coaches or coordinators elsewhere, and they failed. Mm-hmm. And I really think it's going to show his inability to call a game with Rodgers not being at the line, being able to see what's going on. Even in preseason, a couple of great throws that Zach made, Rodgers made the call on the headset. It wasn't hacking. Like, we saw that in hard knocks. And I just – I'm genuinely concerned for the offense and the struggles that they've been going through right now. Well, I'll say this, Matt, and thanks for the phone call. Um, I don't need him to sit back there and worry about getting the ball downfield. I just need some short passes, Gordon. Just give me some dump-off passes. Gordon, he <laughs> – 
I take a shot every once in a yeah, while. Yeah, every once in a yeah. while. But, but I mean, he's been checked down Charlie. I'm not trying to get him to be mm-hmm. Air Coryell now. All Absolutely. right? Absolutely. You know, just give, every once in a while, like he did, like you mentioned, like they did, there was a shot there for Wilson. Bam, you take the shot. Perfect. That's what you want. But, you know, you got to run the ball to loosen the, loosen the, the coverage up. Everybody's going to be in, in the box. Get a little dump off. There's, uh, there's things I know that Hackett knows. Man, what, what have I heard? Who's the quarterback he worked with in, in Jacksonville? Um, oh, uh, I can't think of the guy's name right it now. Makes two of us. Um, All right, so I mean, I mean, so he's been able to show that he can work with other quarterbacks, okay? But Blake Bortles. Blake, Blake Bortles, Bortles. Thank you. Yeah, so you know, so he's been able. So I think he can do something with Zach Wilson. All right, and it was listen. It's a little different defensively this week. It's not. Belichick is great. All right, but his personnel is not the Dallas defense. There's going to be some openings and some things that you can do this week that you may have been reluctant to do last week, okay? And let's see what he has. That's what it's got to be. Otherwise, you got no chance. Yeah, if he can get if he can get the same level of production out of Zach Wilson that he got out of Blake Bortles, you'll sign for that right now. I mean, yeah, Blake Bortles was not awful. <laughs> he had more touchdown passes than interceptions, so that's mm-hmm. that's a good start. Yeah, uh, I'm not telling you he was great, but uh, they 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 did win some games that one season. What was that, 2017, 2018, whatever that was? So, yeah, something like uh, that. In, so. in terms of the sauce thing, I agree with you. It, it's kind of amazing that they're just going to put him on one yeah. side. Like you're telling me, as an opponent, I can take my my all pro wide receiver and just mm-hmm. play him on this side, and I don't have yes. to worry about your guy. That's right. That seems like it would be basic. And then, of course, Dak Prescott didn't help matters. With right. the conversation that he had with the uh, Sauce Gardner after the game, mm-hmm. telling him that you know, I could have thrown to your side, but I didn't need to throw to your side. Right, I don't need to. Why would I even challenge? Why would I? Why would I do that? Why would I make it harder on myself? Exactly. You know, and uh, you know, I get it. I get that. You know, I'd be curious to hear what what Rex would say about that, Gordon, because he only used Revis on one side. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, listen, uh, and I'm not saying that Gardner's Revis, but I am saying that he. I'm not comparing him to Revis, but I'm saying he's your Revis, okay? In the sense of he's the guy that that people are um, are reluctant. Not saying they're not going to test him, but they're reluctant to test him because of his skill, his size, and and he's able to do good things. And he's got quick makeup speed in case he gets beat. He's got recovery speed. But you know, listen, if you're Robert Salah, I get that you don't want to. I don't want to throw my whole defense out of the way. But you know, on occasion, sometimes you got to make adjustments. You gotta make adjustments. If a guy's Gordon, that's like, and I know it's a different sport, but that's like, okay, uh, Damian Lillard's killing me, and I got, and I got, um, I got, I, I, I got Brunson on him, and he's shooting over Brunson because Brunson's small. But I'm just gonna keep putting Brunson on him. I'm not gonna switch anybody taller on him. Why would I do that? Because I don't want to switch him. Brunson handles that guy that handles the ball. That's the way it is. You gotta make adjustments. As Doesn't we said before, sense. if you're going to do it, now's the time. <laughs> Go down swinging. <laughs> you better. More conversation next on 9870 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, I got to check in with Harvey. Oh. Harvey, what, what is this about messy head, messy head, Muscle fatigue and missed the game Saturday? 
Um, I wouldn't. I mean, his coach called it muscle fatigue. I would just say he was fatigued in general. Oh, because so he played. He played in international duty that week, and he played in uh, countries like Bolivia that were high in elevation. So, the chances of him coming back to the U.S. on different like body clocks and playing was gonna be a bit of a high risk, but. Mm-hmm. This is what they signed up for. Not to mention, they got whooped 5-2 to two against Atlanta. And they are now, as I check here, they are now seven points back of the playoffs with seven games left. Ooh. And they essentially rested them because they play an Open Cup final uh, later this month. So next Wednesday, I believe it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so he pre- should be back for that. Oh, he'll be back for that. He'll be back for this weekend when they play Toronto. So mm-hmm. they'll be all right. As as far as the playoffs go, I don't think they'll make it because now they're just straddling around the tightrope. Hmm. So it's a bit, it's a bit, it's always a risk of sitting him, especially against Atlanta, who are better than that, than they are this year. But right. it just wasn't, um, I guess, feasible for them. So they're just looking out for him, quote unquote, long term. And well, so I this- think it's like any superstar when you come exactly. on board, you get to call the shots. He's yep. worth you know, a lot of money to him and. He's been a godsend. I, I would like to see him play with the muscle fatigue to see how many scores he, he how many goals he would score against the rest of the, the competition because he's so much better than everybody so much else. Better. So much better. Uh, I would bet you he it's would score. Got to be demoralizing for the rest of MLS. Well, it was demoralizing for the fans that bought tickets and events and essentially didn't see him play. Yeah, that's instead they saw him uh, with a quote unquote pizza that did not look like a pizza at all. Oh, huh, what did it look like? We saw the picture. <laughs> It was essentially the crust, uh-huh. barely any sauce, and just covered with actual tomato slices and some some greens on it. Hmm. Harvey going deep, Gordon. This is this is investigative stuff. I that mean, Harvey's did he got he got it in in Florida, right? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Florida is known for many things, but not pizza, pizza is not one of them. <laughs> no, not generally. That's right. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Thank you, Harvey. Buddha's in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha. Uh, so what would you do if Sam Darnold was brought back? A caller wants to know. What would you do if Sam Darnold was brought back to the Jets? Yeah, I heard the caller before last, and I'll just say this humbly. <laughs> Jets bring back Sam Darnold. I'll be seeing ghosts, and they won't be the ones of Christmas past. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh, my God. Sam Darnold. <laughs> this is what it's boiled down to. I'm not even going to talk Jets with y'all until next Monday <laughs> until we get the results. <laughs> we get the results of Sunday. Absolutely. I can't, it's I like a medical test. We wait until we get the results. <laughs> I don't even want to jinx it. I don't wait until we get the re- wait until the results are in. Yep. Yeah, that's what the judge do for you. They attack your health, mentally <laughs> and physically. Oh, please. <laughs> Listen, you know, I, I called about the Liberty and Colorado, you know, as to, you know, shift my mind away from okay. the nonsense over there at MetLife. You know, um, that girl Cloud was all up in Sabrina, <laughs> UNESCO. I, I got to be honest with you. And, the Liberty are lucky, you know, that Deladon has had those back injuries. They've taken a toll on her. You can see she can't finish at the rim, mm-hmm. and, you know, she can't contest shots the way she used to be. She was a great player, yeah. and you hate to see somebody, you know, not be able to physically perform. Mm-hmm. But I'll take the victory. You know, uh, I'll just say this much. You know, Pope John Quell Jones, uh, if, I'm the new, if I'm the New York Liberty, I'm running my offense through her because she's the glue. And when she's on the post, she's, she's, she, she's dominant. Not just in terms of scoring, rebounding, but she also could facilitate the offense. And this was a game where the perimeter players for the Mystics 
outplayed the perimeter players for the Liberty. Mm. So, you know, um, just want to might want to put that in your memory bank, you know, okay. for the coach if, if you come into a situation like that again. Mm, now, look, with Colorado versus Oregon. Yes. Listen, you know, it, it's going to be a tough task for Colorado, Absolutely. especially without Hunter. I mean, Bo Nix, the quarterback from Oregon, I don't love him at all. You know, he can turn it over with the best of them. But Colorado's run defense is probably going to be their downfall because, uh, you know, there's just a more physically stout team in Oregon. You know, I'm glad that Dion spoke out against the death threats against that kid, you know, that, mm-hmm. that, that dirty playing linebacker from yes. CSU who should have been ejected in the game. And the coach should have been disciplined as well because all of his players were playing dirty. He set the tone for that with his stupid sunglasses comments and all that. Multiple players on his team were, were hitting late doing things that, you know, you can't tell me that one guy decides. You can tell me one guy decides to play dirty. When you got five or six, seven guys, that's something that you guys discussed, and, and, and the coach set the premise for that. And, and I, he should have been disciplined in some way, shape, or form, too. But I am glad that Dion made his comments about the kid getting death threats and how it's just a football game and we don't need to be doing that. Because let's keep it real. What happened in that Gillette Stadium last night, mm. That that that's not good, family. No, That's not. not good. And, you know, I love to drink. You know, I like to have my little smoke and, and do my thing. But when I go to a, a sporting event, well, I go anywhere just as a human being. And, I, and I've seen a lot of violence growing up in the South Bronx, you know, and I've lost a lot of friends. The last thing I want to do as a grown man, as a father, you know what I'm talking about, as a mentor, or anything that you would like to call somebody who was in your community that you, you would say, you know, I, I would look up to or take advice from or whatever is, it's trying to really hurt some. Somebody went to that game last night and didn't come home. Yeah. Right. I mean, come on. What kind of world are we living in? Because somebody roots for some team you don't like. All right, let's pummel the guy. Let's kill him. Let's grab his wife's butt. Let's, this is kind of stuff that goes on in these stadiums and everything. It's part of the reason why I enjoy the games more from home. I mean, like I told you, I got a friend who got season tickets. He asked me to come all the time. And I, I, a lot of times I talk about it, you know, the team hasn't been where I need him to be, and I don't want to spend money at Woody, Station, Woody Stadium and all that. But that's just part of the thing. You know, aside from the park and being 65 bucks or whatever they're charging now, you know, like going to a stadium to watch a game is not as enjoyable as watching a game at home. I mean, the bathrooms are horrific. People act like, you know, we, we just spoke about and, you know, I can eat and, and, and get good food for, like, $30 in my house. I mean, this stuff is just, I mean, come on. What the heck are you doing? That's somebody's wife, I mean, somebody's husband and somebody's father. Why would you do that to a person over a football game? Come on. It's unbelievable, Buddha. Thanks for the phone call. It's And we talked about it earlier, Gordon. It was in our top rundown of stories uh, that you added to it. It's It's just, I mean... When you put it like that, somebody didn't come home from going to a game. It it just it just puts it in perspective. Yeah, and, and look, that's the the outlier, but I don't know how much of an outlier it's going to be for much longer because it seems like, and again, maybe it's because there's just cameras everywhere now, but I see it in my, my Twitter feed or wherever you go on TikTok or this thing or that thing that there's these fights. I mean, it was just, yeah. what was it, last week before that, there was a, there was a big fight at the Washington game. A guy, yeah. And the guy is just getting, ha- I mean, hammered, just mm-hmm. punching him right in the face. The guy is unconscious for, for yeah. a little while. It's scary.
it's scary where we're at uh, and that that can happen. And Buddha's absolutely right. I mean, you could not, considering that football is like watching a TV show. It's cool mm -hmm. to see a TV show get filmed one time, but more yes. times than not, it's just better to watch it on TV. Yeah, it's true. Uh, and the football, you could not pay me to go to games. Mm -hmm. You could not give me season tickets and pay me to go to those games. It's just not worth it. It's, it's a better and more enjoyable experience in my house and, and, and all the things that Buddha mentioned. But you know what? I got to go to the bathroom. I can pause it. Yeah. Come right back. That? It's right where I left off. I don't, have to, I don't have to go 15 minutes to the bathroom and then worry about what's going on there. I, do I bring my kids there? It's, it's a mess. It is. It really is. It's, it's, it needs to change, and I don't know how it can. I don't know how it can. Because, you know, the easy answer is, well, you know, we got to curtail the selling of alcohol, oh. and that's part <laughs> of it. But people are coming. They, they, they're, they're in the tailgate. They're, they're buzzed before they even come in they're, the game. They're the, the, the problems are drunk before they walk in. Yeah. Because they don't want to pay the, a lot of money for right. the Right. Absolutely. So and I don't own. know how they solve it in the stadiums. I can tell you how they're not going to solve it. Getting rid of beer sales. Getting rid of alcohol. <laughs> no. so they're not doing that. Nope. No, what else? You got? Too much money. <laughs> too much money. Absolutely. Listen, look at what happened with with what what Major League Baseball had to do because the games were going so fast. What they moved the time? They moved the time back. Mm -hmm. Remember, you couldn't buy them after like a certain what right. was it, seventh inning or something yeah. like that. No, no, mm -hmm. come on, no, no, let's we, we well, no, let's move it back. Make it six. We'll figure. Well, wait <laughs> a second. We're taking a hit here. Let's yeah, let's, no, let's come get on. This corrected immediately. No, we can't have that. Can't have that. No, no, no. We gotta make our money. I mean, come on. If they're not putting grass in these fields because they don't want to give turn down the money, they're not getting rid of beer sales for sure. Not at all. Not at all. They'll, listen, they'll stop selling food before they stop selling beer. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. No more French fries. But, Bud, you got plenty of Bud. Bud's for you. There you go. <laughs> more, anything you want. Mm -hmm. Conversation continues on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Now, during the break, Larry, yes. I, I went and I, I, I Google imaged this pizza that Lionel Messi had ordered. Yes. Have you seen a picture of this thing? I have not this monstrosity? Seen it. I have not seen it. This looks like a pizza that your kids make for Father's Day oh, and you're oh, forced to good. eat it. And they just they just throw whatever they think should go on there, and it shouldn't go on there. Uh huh. Like a breakfast that they bring in, and you're like, oh god, I got to take a bite of this thing. Oh, thank you, sweetie. This is delicious. It's it's like a pizza crust. Uh huh. It's just sliced tomatoes on it, not sauce, just sliced tomatoes. There is no visible cheese. Harvey says that there's cheese on it. I do not see any cheese. Uh huh. And then there's just slices of onion, like all together, like a whole slice, right. like on top, like the whole, not just like one little ring, the whole, the whole thing. Uh -huh. And then olives, green olives stuck on that. Right. And then there seems to be some sort of brown substance on top of it. Uh -huh. I don't know if it's pepper. I don't know what that is. It, I believe in the power of pizza. Everywhere yes. I've ever gone, we get a pizza. You know how hard you have to screw up to screw up pizza? Uh, yes. You blah, really got to try. Blah, blah. You blah. actively have to try to screw up pizza. This might be the worst pizza I've ever seen. Blah. What is that? That's awful. Oh, this is bigger than anything that's happened in MLS. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. This pizza looks horrendous. It's vulcanized Man. vomit. 
And he ate it? He ordered it. This is what he wanted. So wait a minute. He ordered pizza in Miami before the game in Atlanta. I guess. Well, he, he didn't take the trip to Atlanta. Okay. Remember, the the coach said he was yeah, he had so muscle what fatigue. What's this headline saying? So I he, think it's pizza fatigue. I think it's um, uh, stomach fatigue from eating this pizza. Probably is. And I I I will eat any pizza. People look down on pizza. They look down on like the chain pizzas. They're all delicious. They're yeah. all good in their own. Now they're not better than your local place, especially no. here in Jersey or New York. You have your own. But Domino's in the right setting, delicious. Yeah. All those yeah. uh, Pizza Hut back in the day, Pizzeria Uno. Oh, I love the good Pizzeria Uno back in the day. Um, this. The cheese crust for Pizza Hut was outstanding. Oh. Back in the day, the cheese crust, you just. Sensational. Oh, Everything. Is, pizza is, it's the power of pizza. You can't really screw it up. It's hard. These people, I don't know if it was a team that worked on it. They figured out a way. They screwed it up. Now, now Gordon, Gordon, real quick. Dolphins are guaranteed to win the Super Bowl. I'll eat a dozen of them. <laughs> really? I'll eat a dozen. I'll do anything for the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I am convinced at this point that they will never win a Super Bowl. So, yes, huh. would I eat one of these for a Super Bowl? To- Absolutely. Wow. What if it was I just- would do commercials for these if I, if I, if I thought it would help. <laughs> Come on Pro- down and get court. some green olives and giant <laughs> slices of tomato promo and our Gordon. brown mystery sauce. That's it. And giant, cl- it's not even like spread evenly. It's like giant clumps of brown stuff. Ugh. Oh my, not good. I would assume that that's the first time they've ever made that pizza. I can't imagine anybody else would ever look at the menu and say, "Yeah, give me one of those." Give I me guarantee the it's the last time they'll make it. Onion specials. It'll be the last time. Oh wow, that's bad. unbelievable. That's not good. Kenny's in Westchester. What's up, Kenny? Gentlemen, you get me hungry now, you know, and there's no pizza. Not for, if not, if you saw this, you wouldn't be hungry. You'd lose your appetite. Not that if you bad, saw this, yeah. Kenny. Oh, it was awful. All right, I believe you. There are some places that in New York City do do stay open like 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. But Yeah, uh, it's true. But they're not serving uh, that kind of pizza, Kenny. I guarantee you that. Not here. They wouldn't be, they, they, they wouldn't be allowed. They'd shut them down. Right. Yeah, no. <laughs> Well, they started throwing stuff on pizza. I forgot what year it was, but they just got ridiculous with their toppings. All right, guys, um, talking about violence at games and players creating violence, fans creating violence, I just think it's a reflection of of society overall, what's going on today. But that's like the third rail of of human nature in the United States today. you got to realize – to me, I, it's almost it's, uh, sad and crazy when you hear people complain about crime, but they'll they'll vote in people who are soft on crime, consistently voting them in, and don't care about it. And then they, they they'll make a big stand, they'll draw a line in the sand, and they'll they'll vote for people who totally are pro criminal. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, Kenny, but you know we're 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 trying to stay on the topic a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. <laughs> I look. This is not. This is not um, exclusively a, an NFL problem. Uh, no. Nope. There's been other incidents that have happened, and it, 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 you, if you simply do a little Google search, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, I remember that one. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that one." Yeah. So these things you do happen, some. unfortunately, but yeah. uh, it does seem like the NFL has more. Maybe it's just because there's more eyeballs on it, but it, it's scary. I mean, that's you go to a game and. And and this is what happens. Yeah, it's nuts. It is and you, nuts. And you can and generally you can you know the guy that's going to get involved. 
Yeah, you you, do. you can spot that this guy's gonna be a problem. Yep. So let's move now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's go take a walk. I gotta let's get go away now. From this nut. No, but you know what? Let's go now because it's not gonna work here. And it's and and I love, I love. Uh, see something, say something. Text somebody so we can bring over mm-hmm. and we know who it is. And what do they say? Okay, who's the person that's? <laughs> yeah. Who's 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 the person that's having the problem over here? I would love that. Like a lot of these stadiums, though, they have like a, a command center where there's yeah. just people watching all the. I'd exactly. like that, John. That would be. A, I like that. You'd, you'd enjoy I'd that. I'd like to you? be a voyeur. I, I could spot the guy who's going to be a problem. And <laughs> four, four, two, four rows down, three sets. That guy's going to get that him guy. out of there now. I would do very well at that. Get him out of there now. That's it. Especially if I'm have. not in any danger. Then Absolutely. Really, you're in the command I, I center. Be, I don't want to put myself in any danger whatsoever. You're in the command center. You're good. Absolutely. You're good. You're good. Well, Gordon, it's uh, near the end of the show. We got a little over four minutes left. So let's review what we our top stories for tonight and preview what our top story is going to be tomorrow. And, and, you know, obviously a couple of the top stories we had tonight were about the local football teams. It's about, uh, will Saquon Barkley play? I agree with you. I don't see him playing. But the question is going to be, and we'll, we may find that out a little bit tomorrow because, you know, you might have uh, – you might hear from Daniel Jones or the day before. Maybe not. You know, the day before. We'll see what they'll do. Uh, but the question is going to be, how are the Giants going to get some offense? Because they've got, in a sense, they're in a similar situation to what the Jets were against Dallas, right? The offense has got to do something because they can't have that, that giant defense on the field for 40 minutes as the Jets' defense was on the field for 40 minutes against Dallas. So what are they going to do? What kind of offense are, are they going to have? How will they be able to be balanced with uh, in the event that Saquon Barkley doesn't play, which we don't think he will, and if he does, he's not going to be hundred percent. Yeah, well, I think it's it's will the real Giants stand up? Who who are the real Giants? Are they the the team that they've looked like for six quarters, or the somewhere? You know, I would assume it's somewhere in the middle between the two. But I think you need to see a little bit more consistency in a Thursday night matchup against the Niners, and I don't think that they match up well with the Niners. The Niners again, super talented team, Super Bowl or bust kind of uh, agenda this year, but. It, you'd feel a whole lot better, even at one and two, if the Giants are able to go out there and and give you some reasons to think, okay, we're one and two, but we're still we're still in the mix. This is not a hopeless situation, and the issues that have popped up here the first couple of games, they're not going to be issues all season long. Mainly the offensive line. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll have a preview of what that we can expect from the Niners. In our Know Your Opponent segment, we will do both of them tomorrow night, Gordon. We have a reporter from San Francisco. We have a reporter from New England. So we will preview uh, both those t- both those tomorrow night. And once again, speaking of the Jets in New England, look, uh, everybody knows, all the Jets know, Gary Wilson said today on Barton Hahn, it's unacceptable that the Jets have lost 14 straight <laughs> to, to New England. Uh, Gordon, they got to find a way to win this game. We said we're repeating ourselves. We say it over and over and over and over and over again. The team knows, the coaching staff knows, everybody knows, except for Bill. <laughs> Bill knows that he's go. Bill thinks he's going to win again. Yeah, but well, I, I look. I, I think for the Jets, I know that Garrett Wilson was was very outspoken today about uh, you know losing fourteen in a row to one team. It's not mostly on him. It happened mostly before he got here. I think for Zach Wilson, they have to put together the Rocky montage of when he was when he's been down. When has he been down the most? He's been down the most when he's faced off against Bill Belichick and the Patriots. 
And it's four games, and, and this might be his last chance. This might be the last go-round. The, the time is ticking mm-hmm. because they, they are going to add a quarterback here at some point. And, and, and is that quarterback, if they're being honest with themselves, is that quarterback coming in here to just be a backup if Zach gets hurt? Or is this quarterback going to come in here and eventually take over the job because we have to save the season? Yeah. I think that, that a large part of that is going to – I think it's already kind of decided, but if, if Zach is ever going to change the narrative, this would be the weekend. Nothing will do more to change the narrative that you can't win with Zach Wilson if you go out there and beat a team that you haven't beaten in seven years. No question about it. And it's, it's a must win. I mean, you know, we've said it all before. And part of that, Gordon, yes, is on Zach Wilson. The other part of it is on this Jet defense. It's got to be better than it was oh. on, Mon- on Sunday. On su- got to be better. Ten points. Was. That is all you're allowed to give up. If you give up 11, I don't ever want to hear from you again. <laughs> I don't know how they would give up 11. They can't really give up 11, right? Like, oh, I safety. guess they could, right? You get a safety and three field goals. Right. Well, the safety wouldn't be on the defense, though. Yeah, true. Yeah. So. Well, they, yeah. Have, to go, they have to go touchdown, two-point conversion, and then a field goal. They're out. Yeah. They're off the it. list. That's it. Other than that, no deal, right? Exactly. All right. Well, I tell you, um, Gordon, be good on the radio tomorrow. I will do my best, Larry. And uh, hopefully we'll be uh, okay and see you tomorrow night. Sounds good. All right. That wraps up this edition of ESPN New York Tonight here on 98.7 ESPN. We thank you for joining us. Uh, We will see you tomorrow night following Dan Grasso. Once again, we'll have our Know Your Opponent segments with two reporters. Uh, Also, Harvey, Julian, thank you very much. Conversation continues with 98.7 ESPN. What is that? I am Gordon Damer. Come say hello to me. (laughs) This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.